0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare Short-Term Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: The opinion line on Cork's 96 FM. Property prices have continued to go up the average asking price for a three-bedroomed semi in Cork in the county is now 2,000 or 285,000 euro. The asking price for a four-bed semi is 375,000. That's up by 26,000 on this time last year. The three-bedroom semi, the so-called starter home, is up six and a half thousand compared to this time last year. This comes from the latest myhome.ie property price report. There's about 1,500 properties for sale in Cork at the end of the third quarter of 2023, which is 5% down over the last couple of months. And when property numbers go down, when the short when there's a short properties, it means prices go up. Joanne Geary is managing director of myhome.ie. Property prices going up, Joanne. When the stock goes down, the prices go up. It's 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 as clear as night follows day, isn't it? Good morning.
2: Good morning, PJ. And I'm going to be careful not to shorten my words now. After
0: that, <laughs> you're scene. all right.
2: Um, <laughs> yes, I mean you're you've hit the nail on the head for sure. I mean we're very much in a marketplace here with um, constrained supply. Um, down 5%, as you say, in Cork at the end of of last month. So, as we all know in the property market, when supply goes down, prices most certainly go up. And that is the fact in Cork, prices have risen by €10,000 in this quarter, just gone. So, I wish I had better news for your listeners Mm. this morning, but we're in a, a rising asking price inflationary market once again.
0: There seems to be a lot of building going on around me. So what's the problem?
2: Yeah, I mean, there has been a a decent start to the year, um, just shy of 29,000 housing starts to the end of July, But we're playing catch up here, PJ. You know, we're playing catch up from the property recession, you know, which, you know, we've got 10 years of building catch up that we came into the pandemic or the pando with, as as the Australians would say. (laughs) Um. so and then obviously we were in lockdown, so construction sites were closed. So we're very much in a period of catch up. But during that time, we've also had an increased population, so the census would tell us that we have um, 5.1 million people living on the island now and the forecasters are telling us that there will be 5.8 million people by 2036. Mm -hmm. So in the last number of years we've only supplied 120,000 homes to the Irish market for people to live in, that's whether to rent or buy. Uh, or social or affordable housing. So 120,000 homes, when we know there is an increased population and another 700,000 likely people going to be here, we're well into playing catch up here. Mm. So the housing for all would say that we should have a target of 30,000 homes a year. And we will hit that this year by, you know, all all of the, the metrics are there to suggest we will hit it. But we're way off where we need to be. A lot of commentators would say that we need to be delivering in excess of 50,000 homes a year just to keep up with demand, not alone, you know, to fill the hole that's already there.
0: But we barely have enough people, Joanne, we barely have enough tradespeople and builders Mm -hmm. and engineers to build the 30,000 that we'll hit this year. Where are we going to get them to build 50,000?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, this is part of the issue here. I mean, the Construction Industry Federation would tell you that there's uh, about 140,000 people actually employed in some role within the construction industry, which, you know, seems quite healthy and quite good. But, you know, we need to be building more. We need to have um, more uh, people within the construction trade we also had an issue, if you recall, um, last year where construction materials were increasing in price because of the war in Ukraine and, you know, electricity prices and so, much, uh, so on going up. But actually, that seems to be writing itself somewhat, I hear when I when I talk to, to builders. So there's a couple of dynamics there within the marketplace, you know, lack of labor. There has been increasing construction costs, but that seems to be tapering off. Um, And we need to get more land and obviously our planning system needs to play a role within Mm -hmm. that as well. So my message is we need to be building more, uh, a lot more. And the demand is certainly there. You know, you can see that in terms of the price is starting to increase again. But we also see that in mortgage levels. So the Banking and Payments Federation told us back in August that the average mortgage now being approved for a first time buyer is over 300,000. Mm. That's up 6% in the year. So, you know, what that says to me is that people are feeling, con- feeling confident about their employment. We know there's an extra 12% of people employed since before the pandemic. That's all good news. The economy is is doing very, very well, you know, and people are getting mortgages, you know, uh, and an increase in volume in mortgages where you can, you know, um, uh, qualify for a mm. mortgage. And there's lots of supports there in the help to buy scheme and first home scheme for first time buyers in particular to get them on the on the ladder. Yeah. Demand is not the issue in this market. Uh, yeah, sure. So
0: Interest rates, though, are an awful lot higher than they were 12 or 18 mm-hmm. months ago. Is that having an effect mm-hmm. on prices and effect on mortgages?
2: It doesn't seem to be, you know, if I look back uh, earlier in the year um, and prices in Cork in particular, they would have been staying kind of stagnant enough, you know, and we've had an increase in prices now since the summer. We've had that interest rate uh, and the signals about interest rates pretty much going on for the last year, 14 months or so. It hasn't affected customer sentiment or consumer Mm -hmm. sentiment um, in, in terms of buying. And and certainly hasn't affected the first time buyer, I think, because you can see that in the mortgage rates, they've kind of baked in those increased interest rates into their sums already. Where it might be having an impact is for that trader market, somebody thinking of moving off a mortgage that they currently have to trade up to a larger home. And we're certainly seeing a bit of a slowdown there.
0: You know, in terms of the value of properties going up, uh, you see here in your in your figures that the four bed semi, three hundred and seventy five thousand, the average price now for someone you know, sitting on a property with a few years left in their mortgage to, to hear that the price of their property, the value of their property is going up, that's that's not so bad. But I can remember, I'm sure you do too, back in 2008 when things inflated and inflated and inflated and then the bubble burst and we were left with, mm-hmm. a, with, with carnage. Do you see any yeah. danger of that happening again, Joanne?
2: I don't, and the main reason I say that, PJ, and unfortunately I remember it only too well. Um, the main reason I say that is because of the mortgage lending rules that are there now from okay. the central bank. So you and I, if we wanted to trade and um, take out a new mortgage in the morning, you know, we can borrow at three and a half times our income, and there's very strict criteria there now. Than, that there wasn't, you know, back in um, the mid-2000s. It was a free-for-all fortune.
0: back then, total free-for-all.
2: It was. And, you know, people were over-leveraged. And, you know, it was that over leverage that people were taking out higher mortgages, you know, more than 100% mortgages at the time. Replace and the car while you're at it, it you know. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, re- doing all that kind of very, you know, high-octane, <laughs> you know, borrowing, that fueled the market back then, and of course, we all know what happened. There was um, there was the property crash, and people were in negative equity, and so on. We're not at all in the same space now. Good. We have very good rules, you know, and, and, and very good measures that have been put in play by the Central Bank of Ireland, um, you know, since then. So good. that's certainly keeping a lid on prices. If those rules weren't there, I'd, I'd be talking to you about double digit asking price inflation today. And I at the see. moment, we're at 4%, four, four yes. so, you know, it, it's kind of tipping along. It's certainly stabilised. I don't see prices running away from people, but neither do I see um, a, a crash in prices either.
0: Okay. Until such time as we get more building into the market, more more exactly. supply into the market, we're not going to get prices to stabilise, much less come down. Joanne, thank you. Joanne Geary, Managing Director of myhome.ie. To quote those figures again, the average asking price or the median asking price as they call it now for a three bedroom house in Cork at the moment between the city and county, the average is two hundred and eighty-five thousand and for a four bedroom four hundred dollars three hundred and seventy five thousand. And talk to some people trying to get on the property ladder next. Rebecca, good morning. Good morning. What's your own story?
1: um well we have been uh we trying to to buy house for a very long time um so we were both living we were we're both from cork originally but we were living in dublin for i'd say maybe six years and uh, we were both working full-time we put our son into creche he was in there 12 hours a day five days a week and we just thought if we just keep working keep the heads down then we'll get there eventually mm. um but then we realized one day that one we had no quality of life, um, and two we weren't getting any closer because the goalposts kept moving. Mm-hmm. Um, they were constantly moving. So when our landlord said that he was going to give the house to his son, we said, "Grand, we'll we'll just head back to Cork at this point." Right. Um, so we were moved you able back to, to, to move Cork. jobs and
0: stuff. And
1: um, my husband is actually still commuting to Dublin for his work. Okay. Right. Yeah. um, It's still cheaper than living in Dublin, though. It's <laughs> still much cheaper than okay. living in Dublin. Okay.
2: okay.
1: Um, And it it just means that we get to be around family as well which because we didn't have that when we were in Dublin. Yeah. We were just... Like, there was a couple of years there where we literally... We were just working 24-7 and, like, we didn't have a car. We walked everywhere and we just thought that if we just kept the head down, keep you know, keep squirreling away that we'd get there eventually.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, But sure... It just it just got to the point where we were like it's actually not we're not getting any closer. Like twelve um, hours a
0: day away from your little boy, that's not healthy.
1: No, it wasn't it wasn't and like and in fairness we were so lucky we had the most amazing um crash um up in Dublin. They were amazing, like we still talk to them now. Um but like leaving the house at seven o'clock in the morning and like his bedtime was like half seven, so you'd see him for You'd only see him really for getting him into getting him dressed for bed, and by the time the weekend came, we'd been out of the house, mm-hmm. um, all week. So you'd have to be, you know, doing the groceries, cleaning the house, doing the laundry, and that's your weekend. It's gone, and then you're starting again. It's like a hamster wheel.
0: Yeah, that's an existence. That's not a life, really, Rebecca. When you think about it.
1: No, absolutely not. And so we we decided that we would move back to Cork and that we would commute, mm-hmm. um, and that we would kind of because it was it it's a very difficult decision I suppose I think this is I, the thing that faces a lot of people our age is that you're kind of going I want to expand my family but how can I do that when I'm renting yeah. you know what I mean so we decided we decided basically that we were going to have our second child and we knew that that was going to put buying a house a little bit further away but our eldest child was six and it was kind of we only wanted the two you know so it was mm-hmm. kind of if we were going to wait for a house, it was going to be another 10 years and he'd be 16, you know? So yeah. it's kind of like, we might, we like how much can you put your life on hold? We just, it's, it's just such a difficult situation. I hear that a lot from my own friends because they're going, you know, how can I start family? How can I get married? How can I do so, all of these things? Are you any closer you
0: know? to it now to being able to buy?
1: Um, we were very close. We were the closest we've ever been. Um,
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: <laughs> we we were. Um, and then when the eviction ban was lifted, um we got a notice of termination on our on the house that we were renting. Um, we contacted them and we said, Look, we're actually only we're only a few months away from having everything that we need. Um, we're we're so close and we even said look, you know, here's a here's what we felt was you know i mean we we consulted various different other um valuation experts and we said look this is what we're willing to we're willing to offer and we'll buy the house and you mm-hmm. can keep us in situ for the whole time so that you don't even miss out on a single rental payment yeah yeah the,
0: the first,
1: um, the and first they, refusal they turned that thing. down they turned it down yeah. Well, that first refusal thing just is nonsense because nobody's, it's, I mean, I don't even see how legislatively it could possibly work. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. Not to mention the fact it was going to be, it, it was one of those things designed to to soften the blow of lifting the eviction ban. But none of those measures were actually in place when the ban lifted. So they were mm. totally useless to us
0: yeah it's it um, sounds it sounds nice when someone came up with it uh, at the cab uh, at the cabinet table or wherever they came up with it. Well, do you know what now, if someone's being evicted from the house because the landlord wants to sell it, maybe maybe we'll give see can we give them the first option to buy it. It sounds like a great idea until you try to put it into practice,
1: yeah, like I mean it's just it's totally it's totally unworkable. It wouldn't stand up mm-hmm. it wouldn't stand up anywhere and it's going to take. They're saying, oh, we'll work out all the kinks. Well, that'll take years, so, so where, it's not where, much where, use to us right where now. Where are you now? Um, we found another rental property. Okay. And we were so, so lucky because we were, honestly, we were physically, myself and my husband were both physically sick with worry.
2: Yeah. We
1: were, I mean, I honestly, I have gotten a notice of termination many times over the years. Now, it's always because we've never actually... It's never because we've done anything wrong or been late. We're always mm. perfectly with, you know, we've been renting for over 10 years. We've never been late with rent. We don't have parties. We're much too boring for that. Um, it's always just been that they're selling the house or they just want people yeah. out because they want to put the rent up or yeah, whatever.
0: You, you and I talked before, actually, I think, and you were very upset about what, what was going on now that I now that I recall. Uh, and uh, I wish you luck with, with trying to get on to the letter. Talk to me about this commute, though. How is that working for your husband?
1: So um, at the moment he works in Dublin two days a week.
0: Okay.
1: So he gets he gets the he leaves our house um, at about five o'clock in the morning, um, and he gets home then about ten p.m.
0: Right.
1: Um and and then the rest of the week then he works from home.
0: So hold on now he he goes up and down two days. Yeah. <sighs> wow. That's two 16 yeah. or seventeen hour days.
1: Yeah, it was. It's actually the best, the best option of a bunch of bad options. Frankly, it's really, really the best be,
0: option. It must be like a rasher at the end of it, though.
1: Yeah, it's it's a very it's a it's a long trip, and he doesn't drive like so. He's he's literally he's walking out the door to get a to catch a bus from Caroline at five o'clock in the morning, <sighs> you know, and then he's getting the bus home as well on top of it. So well, it's,
0: you know, the driving might be a bit more tiring, but you're still stuck in a bus for hours. Either way, God, that's. That's heavy going, but you say it's it's better than renting in Dublin. Rebecca, thank you very much for that. Good good luck with getting something. I hope you do get sorted eventually. Um, and safe travels to your to your husband. Let me go to. I'm ready to go with Anna. I'll do a break for us, lads. Will I? I'll, I'll go. Okay, she's uh, line one. All right, thanks, Anna. Yeah. Hi there. You had a <laughs> deposit down, but the house I did. price went up. <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, we basically um, pushed, we had an agreement last year and um, we met the builder and we, you know, look, it was total Celtic Tiger type situation, I suppose, reflecting on it, that we went to a field and picked out from a plan where the house was going to be. We yeah. were shown pictures, you know, we agreed with it, it had already commenced the first phase so there was some you know a couple of houses already there yeah. and um yeah we agreed 405 i think was the amount and then fast forward um, i'm trying to think it was in the new year so probably february time so we had mentioned the summer previous so not a full year but you know six or seven months And um, we said, look, as all systems go, because they were starting to put down the foundation, so obviously we had to meet him to get the contracts and stuff drawn up, and he had asked, could we meet him in the same place he met him the time before, so we did, and he said, I just need to talk to you about something else as well. And we said, okay, and he said, look, um, the house has gone up as well from um, 4.05 to
0: 4.75. Holy mother. (laughs) How much is the deposit on that, Anna?
3: So with the help to buy scheme and things like that, we well, we didn't get the full amount for the help to buy scheme. And obviously, if you do get the full amount, it was 30k. So it was um, 20k that we were um, granted from the help to buy scheme and then the additional 20k then. So it's 40k total for a 400,000 euros. Huh? Um, but you know what? On reflection, we said no way straight away because we we not expected, you know. We, we that was that caught us off guard.
0: This crack um, happened before as well, where phase fa- and was this the same phase one? Because phase one would go up, and you'd you'd go in and you'd view it. but of course, mm. phase one was always sold out. At we we'll well, say yes. three hundred and sixty thousand. Exactly. But sure, phase two is coming on stream next year, and it's another ninety houses. Yeah, the exactly. same bloody house
3: That's was ninety grand yeah. dearer. Yeah, so it was phase three that we were going to be in, let's say. It's the same house. Yeah, yeah. Um, And a friend of mine, actually, um, she moved home from the UK, so she sold an apartment that she inherited in London. So, look, she had a hefty bit of money behind her, and she was delighted with herself, but she actually ended up um, contacting the same builder. She was in Dire Straits. She had nowhere to live, and she was moving back here. She had a job lined up, and she just said, look, I'm going to contact him and see what the situation is. And he actually upped the deposit as well, so usually, and from other people I know that have bought new bills, it's €5,000 would be the holding deposit, Mm. and he asked her for 10. Now, because she didn't talk to anybody else about it beforehand, she handed over 10k, and then was told, oh, I'm actually going to have to put you into a different phase. So that was...
0: They're at it again. They are at it again.
3: Yeah, that was last Christmas and she still doesn't have a house and she's 10k short and she's looking for an update on when her house is going to be built. So, yeah, it's really frustrating. And look, I suppose when we walked away from the situation, we actually said, you know what, we are so much better off because we don't want to be nearly half a million euro in debt. It was an eye-opener because we want to be able to, you know, pay our mortgage and not have to live on beans and toast then for the rest of the month. I was thinking that,
0: like, I'm sorry now, but 465... Thousand euro, seventy-five thousand yeah. euro for a, like. What kind of a mortgage were you looking at, Anna? If you could get it.
3: Well, we hadn't gotten to that point yet because, um, basically, like you know, we were just kind of look. We were figuring it out at the time, but with the um, so at the time we were looking at the shared equity scheme, and that was what we were going to. So it was that new scheme they brought yeah. in to bridge the gap. Now. I think the mortgage would have been around two nine five or three ten. Those two figures are in my head. Sorry, it's just because it was a few months That's ago okay. now, and then the uh, the other money would have bridged the gap. Then I'm not sure I'd sleep. If I
0: if I owed the bank three hundred and ten thousand, I'd not sure I'd sleep.
3: Yeah, but I actually I was just saying there to um, the producers like at the moment. We're trying to, like, we're renting, our rent is $1,400. we are trying to save on top of that to just, you know, keep our, you know, just keep saving away or whatever. Because, I mean, with the way things are going, you need loads of savings now. Um, a bag of shopping in Aldi last night cost me €70. Euro. I nearly killed over. But, look, that's another topic. Um, but with the new um, the sh- I keep calling it the shared equity scheme but it's actually called the first home loan I think is the official term and that's the money that the government basically are giving you to bridge the gap between when you buy the house um, they will give you up to uh, 30% I think stake in the house and then you pay that back mm. I think you start paying it back after the first five years
0: You'd nearly wanted to agree to figure out all the different schemes that are there
3: Totally but I think for younger couples or for people who are trying to get on the property ladder, with that scheme, it's actually open. it's called a fresh start scheme for people who are divorcees, let's say. Yeah. And I think at the moment it's very unfair if you look at it you know, in very black and white terms because potentially you have first-time buyers coming up against divorcees who have sold their house, with their ex-partners. So and they have might have a chunk of change in the, the bank. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they're getting the scheme on top of it. So, you know, you're, how are you supposed to go up against someone who potentially has 200K in their back pocket? I know,
0: I know, I know. Kate has a question in here. She says, would Anna and people like her not be better off buying a second-hand house? The taste mightn't be what you'd like, but at least you wouldn't be left with a garden that needs landscaping and so on. It might work out more livable on a certain budget, but all of the incentives there are to buy something new, aren't they Anna?
3: Yes, so the first um, home scheme and the help to buy scheme are only available for new builds, they're not available for second hand so let's say with the help to buy scheme if you do get the full 30k back, Mm. um, which is tax that you have previously paid, you cannot you can use that only as a deposit on a new build, you cannot use that on a second hand house. Now, they're talking about opening that up potentially, I heard whispers, um, to second-hand buyers. Now, we don't know this is to do with the budget. I would imagine we'll know this information by next week. But if they open it up to second-hand buyers, I think that is going to cause ructions because the price of second-hand homes are going to skyrocket because auctioneers are going to say, "Sure, people have potentially have 30k in their pocket. Let's add 50k to the price of this yeah. house. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
3: It's getting you. worse.
0: You're inflaming the market with all of these schemes, even though they they read well on the face of it, Mm -hmm. but they end up at the end of it inflaming the market because going right back to my conversation with Joanne from myhome.ie, the problem is a shortage of property. We'll build 30,000 this year, but we need to be building 50,000 just to keep treading water, as it were. And there's not a chance of that happening because apart Mm -hmm. from Matt Nels. All the people who built them for us in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, are all gone to the four corners of the world. We haven't enough. We have enough tradespeople. Yeah.
3: But there was new houses built in Waterfall, um, just near Marymount. there, are while well, they're being built, and there was same thing. Now there were people queuing in their cars overnight to go there. And if you actually look on the auctioneer's website, it breaks down how fantastic these schemes are to avail of, and that you only need a mortgage for two nine five, but the houses are four twenty. <sighs>
0: Someone's going to want that difference back someday.
3: Exactly. (laughs) And there's issues... There's no
0: such thing as free money.
3: Yeah, I read an article the other day and um, they introduced a similar scheme in the UK and the interest rates are gone so high on Mm -hmm. these houses now that people are actually going back to renting because the schemes that they can't afford the the interest rates whereas at least for rent you know for the best part if you've a nice landlord and they're not putting up your interest you know and um, you know you know that your rent is going to be the same every month and you're not potentially getting an extra 100 euro hike every month you know
0: Anna, Anna thank you courts 96 fm